he's become just kind of a the gadget time, player. He's the time Montgomery of the Patriots. So yeah, so another two years, they'll be two years away. Oh, or Forkley. Forkley, man. Like an outhouse in the middle of winter. Yeah. But I was completely off base. Everybody's right. questionable in return. Na, 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 na. Let it fly, baby. Welcome to the Questionable to Return podcast, where three lifelong friends discuss Wisconsin sports and more. Now, here's your hosts, Andy, Mike, and Pete. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Questionable to Return podcast. As always, I'm Andy, joined with my friends, Mike. Hi, everybody. And Pete. Hello, hello. How's everybody doing today? Doing good. A little fallback action. Yeah, I'm pretty tired. Pretty tired. Why are you tired, Pete? I did another gaming-a-thon because it is a... One f- wasn't enough. Because yesterday, which was November 3rd, it was officially the gaming day. So I did another gaming-a-thon, raised some more money, which was great. Pete, this is not a podcast. There is no podcast. This is an intervention. We <laughs> think you're addicted to so gameathons. So I got problems? Yeah. You can't be staying up gaming every single time. Did Saturday you make night. it all the way through? That's a No. <laughs> I can nearly. I can't confirm that. Do no. you hear, are you are you answering the voices in your head? Yeah, I. Yeah, I'm. I'll I'll be okay. You're a little more sensible. Try to get some sleep this time. Yeah. Okay. I'll be better. Good. I'll be better next week. That concludes the intervention. Right. Then. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So today we're going to talk a little bit more about what the super fans are. I think we gave you guys a little bit of teaser last week. Get a little bit of a brief introduction to what the heck a pinchy bowl is, and then we're going to talk a lot about the Bucks and then also the latest game. As the Packers fell to the Patriots. So for now, we have to kick ourselves off and make sure we correct ourselves. Pete. Yeah, we're not perfect. We don't claim to be perfect, and we will probably never be perfect. But Who wants to listen to that? We uh, had a couple mistakes last episode, which was our special edition midweek episode. Um, first of all, Lions head, head coach is Matt P- Patricia, not Matt Patrice. I liked him as a comedian. I'm that sorry. Was, that was the great Patrice O'Neill. That was close, though. You were in the ballpark. Yeah, that's not bad. They both start with P's. Yeah. yeah. And it was an A. I named completely different people. It's not even close. Like, we knew who you're talking about. Yeah. I hey, guess who's still not on the Brewers, Mike? Machado. Yes. Yeah, not Scope. Nope. Okay. Perry has played 55.99% of the snaps going into the New England game. They uh, That is... 10th among defensive players. I think we said we don't see him on the field at all. So he does actually play. I would have guessed it was less, but yeah. Not near enough for the payroll he's getting, though. Yeah, 10th on the team in snaps. I, I, yeah, for no. what we we're paying him, nope. that's not worth it. No. Okay, um, a non-correction, but a good thing. We pronounce Gutenkunst correct. And we have a correction for this correction. Wait, what? It is not Gutenkunst. Oh, no. It is Gutekunst. Ah, Oh, man. They're we way off. Could have swore I was Every, right. Everyone wants to put the N at the end of Gut, maybe because of like Guten Tag. <laughs> so the heavy German influence in Wisconsin. Grutenheimer. Good. Good day. So we, we kind of want to call him Guten Tag, but it's just Gute Kunst. Gute Kunst. Gute Kunst. I believe I pronounced it two different ways last yeah, time. So I, I think so. Why couldn't you have a cool like shortening of his name like Bud, Coach Bud. Well, can we just GM Gutekunst? Can we call him Goot? I like Goot. Just call him Goot. Goot's good enough for now. All right. So here on out, Goot. Goot sounds good to me. All right. 
I guess the last one is Cleveland hasn't been in all of their games. I think I said that they were in all of their games. Yeah, we're talking Browns. Browns. Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns. We talk about Cleveland a lot, even though we're Packer fans, but we just love Cleveland so much. Well, 1-15 and then 0-16 being in any game, I think, feels like they're in every game. Yeah, that's true. That's true. They still fired their coach. Out. Anyway, that those are my corrections this week. I'll be back next week with more corrections, I bet. Let's do a quick rundown of news. Mike, why don't you get us started with that? Uh, should we start off with the Badgers? They won. 31-17. Oh yeah, they took care of 30. 31-17. Con- they took that, care of Rutgers. That concludes our Badger talk. That's all I got to say about them. Unless you have any tweets to read about these Badgers. Body of Paul Christ says, Love the pack. Make my losses seem palatable and my coaching look visionary. I tend to agree with them. After uh, tonight's Packers game? Yeah. Yeah, we might, uh, anyway, might agree with that. Criticism of McCarthy. They are bowl eligible now, right? Yes, they are. Good Boom. For, thank God. Good for that. Thank Welcome God we for the Sun Bowl. Game. Yeah, can't wait. Sun Bowl. Moving on to the Brewers, a little bit of news. Uh, with their coaching staff, big shakeup, kind of surprising. Derek Johnson leaves and joins the Reds. That was okay. a surprise. Yeah, especially, I mean, they were within one game of the World Series, and then he goes to a team in a complete rebuild. I haven't seen any numbers on the contract, but you think you have to get paid. I think that I, has to be a good yeah, yeah, money grab by him, maybe. Money. I don't know if he has a relationship with David Bell that maybe he wants to go be on his staff. Uh, Lee Tunnel, the bullpen coach, was his contract was not renewed, so he's basically let go, told to walk. Same with uh, athletic trainer Dan Wright. And then Darnell Coles went to the Diamondbacks to be their hitting coach, same position with them. So, yeah, most interesting out of those is Lee Tunnel. I mean, the Brewers' renewed bullpen was fourth in the majors in war, fifth in ERA, third in Ks per nine inning, and third in K percentage in the league. So they're yeah. basically one of the best bullpens yeah. in the league. And yeah, everybody talked about the bullpen being the strength, but they seem to give uh, Derek Johnson a lot more credit for that than than yeah. the Tunnel got. So yeah, thanks to Dan Wright too. He's been with the staff since twenty eleven or two thousand one. Sorry. Uh, so thanks for all that he has done for the team, I guess. Not awesome. sure why he was let go, but yeah. not a big deal. So <laughs> Council's got to rebuild his uh, his coaching staff a bit. And then Brewers declined the option on Jordan Lyles. That's not too big a surprise. Mm-hmm. And and uh, Stephen Vogt is opting for free agency, so he will not be challenging Kratz for veteran catcher duties. But the Brewers did bring in a new hitting coach, uh, most recently with the Cubs, Andy Haynes going to replace Darnell Coles. Uh, Haynes has some ties to possible National League MVP, Christian Yelich. I guess that's probably the most interesting thing about him. Yeah. Make, makes Perfect. him noteworthy. He coached him in uh, Class A. So they brought home a championship in 2011. Yeah. First time in 30 years down there. Yeah, so he has had success, you know, even if it is minor league. So Brewers, you know, guys you expect. Geo, Miley, Lyles, Mustakis, Soria, Vote, all gone. So that wraps up uh, everything we got about the Brewers for probably till winter meetings. So moving on, we'll talk a little bit about what the super fans and we. I think you've heard us kind of talk about that in past podcasts. Like, what is the Packers super fans group? So I think it originally got formed um, around the Packers win and Super Bowl Forty Five. I think we kind of really officially got that that started, but I think it was a group of guys we we were big Packer fans for our whole lives 
and then we decided to kind of make it official official group i think you have a, there's a packers super fans facebook group that's like almost six thousand strong that's kind of our, our big claim to fame but i think internally it's been the same group of what 15 20 guys yeah, we realized how over the top we all were, and like I need to be surrounded by people who are also getting mad about the same stuff I'm getting mad at, like running the wrong kind of you know blitz package on a third down or play calling or Pete screaming about second half timeouts, <laughs> other stuff that watching it with casual fans just don't understand. So from there, yeah, we started... Yes, we have a every pretty much every Packers every Packer game, game, Packer every Packer game, preseason game. We went to training camps together. We've gone on every year. We've had a trip, um, our our man trip. It's turned it would turned into heavy drinking. Now it's heavy sleeping. Yes, yeah. As, as we get older, it's we it's those thirties and to stay awake nap time. <laughs> yeah, we all go all go to a cabin for a weekend every summer. We started doing some road trips then. Yep. to Packer games. That's where we've brought up where bad luck because we did nothing but go and see them lose all over the Midwest. Yeah, that, that ended quick after uh, I think the Bengals game was the last one. Yeah, we watched them lose four years in a row, including probably the funniest one of all is the 15-1 and one year right after the Super Bowl. We were at the only loss of that season at Kansas City. Yeah. So that's, that about summed up uh, our luck with those trips. But yeah, so like we we've, have a running Facebook group we can chat frequently i think almost on a daily basis talking about random things but mostly packer based so that's kind of where we are we'll talk a little bit more about that but i think we've adopted anybody who is as big of packer fans as we are so like you said we have an online presence uh, i think we grandfathered in frank lamping well, the, yeah. our uh our ties to our hall of fame packers hall of fame inductee last year so he's a fan um so we're working on him to get a get a nice little exclusive little interview on the podcast so Stay tuned for that. That's like us respecting, you know, the previous generation. He's kind of the original super fan. Yeah. He's like the I w- godfather I w- of super fans. I wish I could uh, be as big a fan as he is. Um, so I think you guys will enjoy his story, background, um, how big a fan he's been, and kind of all the things he's kind of done for not only the Packers, but even uh, the community itself. Um, I think he's a, a staple of what you'd hope a Packer fan would be. But I think you guys want to talk a little bit about the, this infamous pinchy bowl. Yeah, so... I have a heated fantasy rivalry with heated. Pete. Heated. It's actually... It, we did a lot of yelling today at each we're other. We're in the midst of it right now. Yes. Currently, Pete and I are playing for the Pinchy Bowl Trophy. And Pete is winning... Or no, I am winning mm-hmm. by three and a half points. Going into Monday night, Pete has a kicker still to go. 3.3. That's all, all he needs is so I think, a kicker, yeah. So I think we're going to go ahead and give this to Pete right now. Oh, so I'm not touching that. Pete will I'm not, not touch it. the trophy. It's, it's the trophy. It. Mike, Mike instructed me perfectly that he wanted to make sure that you got that today because he claims you, it's a pretty much a, a guarantee. It's that not a win. guarantee. It's a guarantee that Pete wins. Uh, hit, kicker can't score less than four Yeah, points. it has it, the last three never, weeks for me. Though. It never happened. I've had zero points, one point, and two points for my kicker's but last three but that's weeks. That's because so. you picked really bad kickers. So who was your kicker this week, though? Oh, I got Brett Maher. Maher? Maher? Yeah, that'll be a I'm currently working voodoo on a voodoo doll. His legs is So, yeah, I got the Brett. Dallas kicker. He's done, he's done pretty good the last couple of weeks, so... And I wanted to just kind of be funny. Oh, hey, I'm probably going to – I felt pretty good about this week. I don't know. Just looked at my team like, oh, I got I got a pretty good team this week. And I just tried to be funny. I'll have, I'll have the kicker just to, who does, just in case. Who does Dallas play tomorrow? For Monday. The they Titan, play Tennessee. The Titans. 
in, the, in Dallas. Ooh, so I, I think so. you're, I think you're all right. I think it's no. a first drive, forty no. yard field goal. You wrap it up. It's it's done. You got the trophy. Just take it home tonight. No. So, so who's pinching Mike? Well, we'll go back and see. I've had the trophy the last five years. You had the trophy the three years before that. Yes. One year, the year of it started, 2010. Why did, why did a Pinchy Trophy come into existence? Well, it all started from one of our road trips. Infamous Packer Superfan road trip. Yes. We went to the great city of Cleveland. Great city. I mean, who doesn't want to go to Cleveland? Yes. We did get free lodging and gas paid for. That was some of our motivation. Because Speaking of, of gas, we stopped... South Chicago, yep. Uh, around uh, one in the morning, two in the morning, something like that. It was a great time to stop there. So good, good time to Perhaps stop the South. I think, Chicago. I, think, I think just north of U.S. Cellular Field. Yeah, the White Sox. Play. Yeah, yeah, beautiful area. So we made it through there somehow. We did have somebody come and ask if we could get a ride. Yeah, he wanted yeah, to hitch wanted, a ride, even though yeah. we were five guys packed into a little car. He's like, Jennings, Greg Jennings, man, Greg Jennings. He thought if he talked, just mentioned Packers, he'd get a free ride. We, we We'd, passed on that. Yeah. We, we told him we were going to Cleveland. He's like, I'll go to Cleveland. Yeah, he, he didn't care. He was, he, was he was game. He was yeah, coming. He was ready with. to go. Before we got to Cleveland, we did stop at the – because we were going to go to the NFL Hall of Fame. Right. Right. Canton on the right. Way. That, was the main, that was the main purpose of this trip. But before yeah. we could get there, we did have to stop at the RV Hall of Fame. We did stop at the RV Hall of Fame. We didn't yes. know it even existed, but when we saw the sign, it's too <laughs> oh, good yes. to pass out there, yeah. So, yeah, we have a nice picture of all of us next to the RV Hall of Fame. We also stopped at Notre Dame's campus right, to see their stadium and Touchdown Jesus in person. I oh, apologize yeah. right now whatever happened to Touchdown Jesus. Yeah. I'm not going to go into it. Nope. We, we only need to go into details. All Just, I'm saying is I'm sorry. Allegedly, there might have been bathroom breaks involved. Hey, and then You got to go. You got to go. And then we went straight to Canton. We drove through the night yes, straight to Canton because normally our trips are based around a Packers road game, but this one... Did not involve the Packers and Browns. This was, well, to go it, was to, it was late spring. Yeah, there, we yep. actually went to an Indians baseball game. Yeah, that was pretty fun. I mean, the yeah. Cavaliers were. I mean, they went in the Eastern Conference playoffs. Yeah, I believe it was uh, LeBron's last year with the Cavs. Before the first he went time to around. The... That sounds right. Yeah, think, before he took so. his talents to South Beach. Yeah, twenty. Pretty sure we watched that uh, Cleveland bar. We watched the Cavs win a playoff game. Right, which was very exciting. And but while while we were wandering around Cleveland, we happened into a bar. And it had a uh, had a claw game, you know the. Fun. Everybody, there's always a claw game in the Everyone bar, loves, right? Everyone yeah. loves the claw game. You the win. Claw game's great. Candy. I, this was the first thing I've ever seen. I mean, I was I wanted to go after the stuffed animals. Stuffed animals. I mean, it's perfect. Candy, but no, this one didn't have either of those. No, they did not. The claw goes down into a tank of water, salt mm-hmm. water, and you try salt water. You try to catch salt water. Cleveland salt water. A live lobster. Yeah, only in Cleveland, right? Only in Cleveland. So I had to play this. There's One a lot dollar, of people right? that played. I played, missed completely. My buddy Mike that joined us just randomly um, from work, and he tried. I think he probably threw in like what ten, fifteen dollars. Oh, didn't he, win yeah, at all. I mean, he put a lot. lot. He, put he a was. A, he wanted that lobster. We, to be fair, we did hit multiple bars before we actually arrived at this bar for yeah multiple yeah the claw game. Depth perception was a little off. Yeah, but not for Mike. Yeah, all of us around. All we were. We had each guy around the tank, all one eyeing it, like. Staggering back and forth, like you gotta go left, even though you had to go back. Yeah, left didn't help at that point. Going, dropping a claw into water, a little <laughs> bit drunk. It, there was no science to it. <laughs> no, <blind> luck. but <laughs> so, my first try, I dropped the claw, and what do I get? 
I pull out a lobster. Perfect. Winner, winner, lobster dinner. That's yeah, lobster dinner, right. Winner, winner, lobster dinner. That was not what I was going for. I had no idea. You I were mean, it's to. like one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah. It is lobster dinner time. I had, I had that no is in... the time you eat lobster. No, from the time I started, I was thinking of this like a stuffed animal one. Like you get it and you take it home. Like it's a, it's a prize. It's a pet. How, I had how no... did the bartender feel about that when you walked the bartender up and asked was him? shocked? He said I was the first person to ever to ask to keep the lobster. As a pet. I'm pretty sure you're the first person ever to win one of those. Well, lobsters. in Cleveland, I'm kind of shocked by that because also. <laughs> I don't know if I was trusting Cleveland lobsters. I don't know where that thing came from, what the <laughs> catch of the call. day is. Maybe it, maybe they pulled it out of the Cuyahoga River, <laughs> threw it in that machine that day. I wasn't going to eat it. <laughs> so I asked for a cooler oh, filled with salt water to keep him as a pet. So did they, did they have a cooler? They gave me a styrofoam cooler. I just remember the pan later on. Later on, I think the cooler may have, I may have broke it. And you did. Yeah, yeah. I was just hugging it too tight. So it was basically water with table salt in it. Water, some table. I tried to get salt out of the machine. There's no science to this, but I had a live lobster with me for the rest of the night. Then, for the most part, yeah. Yeah, and so yeah, there's ton. We have tons of pictures. Yeah, we can, we can post mean, some pictures. That's, yeah, we used to take pictures. Of I was having fun with it. Things. Random people were asking to take pictures because they were saying, "Why the hell are you out at the bar with a live lobster?" <laughs> and I was, I would set it on people's tables and then pretend it ran away and say, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry." He runs away sometimes. <laughs> and they're just, what is that? I believe I had it on my shoulder as a parrot at one point. Yeah, I mean, Pinchy was. Having, I'm sure he was having the time of his life. He was happy to be. <laughs> How could out you that, not? He's happy to be out of that tank. Well, Pete didn't agree. No, not at all. Pete N- thought Pete no. thought I should have enjoyed a nice lobster. Should have dinner. enjoyed a lobster dinner from Cleveland. He was not amused. No matter where it's from, I think you should enjoy lobster. He was not amused by my screwing around. That's probably. No. I might have been getting to the point. It was a little annoying. With was the this lobster? before after we bit. did like the like Brazilian steakhouse stuff, like Fogo de Chao and things like that? Was that later we started doing that? I believe so. I believe All right. Was, so yeah, then you, was, you definitely had room for a, a lobster. Oh, sure. I, I was hungry enough to eat. Instead, I ate Cleveland street food. Oh, yeah. I, well, that was good. Nothing bad that could happen there. That was probably the best food I ever had. The in my best life. street food. Oh, no. Had. Best food. So I'm pretty that, sure I convinced all of you to eat that. I don't so know. The, Cincinnati had pretty pretty good food for that. Cincinnati's you know, the good. The street festivals they were having. Cincinnati's good. A good little city. Kansas City was too. Cleveland, they had a lot of street vendors out at night. Yeah, they did. <laughs> And I opted for that instead of a lobster dinner. They had a I lot had of stuff on the street. Just for one sure. for a dollar. Yeah. So Pete was was kind of arguing with me. Yeah. And it I was pretty pissed. It went on probably too long. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Yeah. Probably too Looking long. Looking back on it. I'm yeah. Because sure. we went back to where we were staying that night. We had a like I said we had a free apartment because of a friend's mom has a job where she travels and can sometimes bring family with. So we're staying in a free apartment. And I'm yelling with Pete in the middle of the night about yeah, the screaming lobster. Screaming at each other about a lobster. <laughs> Everybody point. just wants us to go to bed. They're just <laughs> done. They're done listening to us. Yeah. And, and eventually we do. We do fall asleep. I don't I I probably went to the bathroom a couple times because the next day I end up going to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And I'm the only one who goes because mm-hmm. all of you guys are just a I mess. Remember, no, I remember we woke up a couple times during the night to throw salt in there. Yeah, like I table actually, salt. Oh, do you, I don't remember that. I actually that's woke up be good to see if Pinchy was alive a couple oh, times. Nice. And uh, I think he died pretty early on in the night. Uh, if Pete is oh, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. You think he died then? Because <laughs> my No, I heard that he, he jumped out of the window. Well... I didn't know how to dispose. He tried to fly back to the sea, right? I didn't know how to dispose <laughs> no. of the dead lobster. No, I knew you finally can. You finally admitted. 
<laughs> that, it's that been he, what eight years that, that he was dead when i threw that him he out was the because that's what i did i didn't know for, for for peter's sake we for sure it was already gone it was, it was gone before finally we it was right. dead yes we checked in Put the morning it, to bed. it was we it, took a pulse <laughs> it was not probably cared for all night table salt's not gonna do the trick it was probably dead when you got it yeah <laughs> yeah he barely uh, moved i hope uh peter doesn't listen to this he'll be quite upset but I didn't know how to get rid of the lobster because we're staying in this apartment and I didn't know where the garbage goes. Yeah. So I just panicked and I threw it out like the eighth story window. <laughs> he wanted to fly back to the sea. Yeah, I thought he, I, I thought fly, if he was alive. That was probably the best way to go. So he splat, the, splattered onto the street down below and the last picture we ever have of Pinchy is my friend took a picture of his. Sprawled. <laughs> sprawled out and his legs broke off. Pretty sure we have the video of that. I could probably post yeah, that too. Yeah, we but, probably have that. But... The the body of Pinchy failed him, but the soul fly flew on. So we have him forever, forever live on. So, yeah, that became kind of the, one of the yeah. We we argued a lot every most, matchup now. And most memorable moments of the trip has become a running joke of Pete hates lobsters. I love lobsters. We we just yeah. we turned it into a rivalry. Mike has for, a lobster shirt. He just I trolls do. me with it <laughs> all the time. Wear, I do wear the lobster shirt. Yep. So yeah. the so the core super fans we have a, a fantasy football league. It's a fourteen team league. I think there's been 16 players um, that have participated. Only two have actually left. And even some regret from people who have yeah, left. Yeah, we have a waiting list for said. So we'll probably have a lot of stories coming out, out of that later on. But that's kind of where the Pinchy Bowl kind of has its place. So yeah. every year when Mike and Pete play each other. It's week the nine. Yep, week nine. I look forward to week nine. That's the only thing I care about for fantasy football now. So well, who has the running lead and said pinching bowl so i am up five to three so pete won the first three and then oh, i man, won five nice streak there but my teams weren't good then yeah we had some you were re- pretty you mike's a mike's a two-time two-time champion right yeah i'm had, a zero-time champion we had a couple really <laughs> close matchups who's, who's the only guy to have three champions i don't, I don't know i don't about know that i've never we don't talk that. about we yeah. can't say his name on the air yeah we'll have to find out who that is and let you guys know yeah once upon a time you should be able to beat andy in fantasy someday 10 years ago someday but yeah, so that's kind of a, that's the that's story a, of Pinchy. That's a little taste of our league. That's the kind of stuff we do to keep our league interesting. Is we have a lot of fun. All right, so where are you guys at right now? So we're so waiting. One, so, so just to summarize, we want we're waiting for Meredith actually hit what two field goals? Um, he needs four, he points. Needs four points. Four points. So I yeah. mean, he's got. So it. he can't. He, he can kick one field goal, a four pointer. Yeah, I mean, I the, think he'll. But forty. I think plus, the Cowboys. I don't know what it is. They get the ball 45. first. They drive down. They get a forty-yard field goal. It's over. Right, well, yeah, but and then he misses an extra point, and then I'm back down. No, kickers never miss extra points. Right, they Pete don't. Won. Congratulations, they, Pete, 2018 Pinchy Bowl champion. All cut, right, take the claim. Cut All right. that. All right. All right. No, cut that out of there. That's it. No, it's not. We'll be looking eagerly, eagerly for Monday. All right. So has anybody actually written into the podcast any? Questionable comments from our fans. So our first uh, questionable comment and questions from the fans. That's, <laughs> what, that's, what, comments and that's what I have right here. That's what it says. We still don't know what to name this. So my give us. Hey, reach out to us. Give us suggestions on what we should name. What the heck should we name this section? Continue on. Okay. First question is from Team Mom. She says uh, her question revolves around sportsmanship. She just watched the Bucks lose their first game. Why? Is it in baseball and basketball you never see good sportsmanship afterwards? Never do the team shake hands. Our youth needs to see this good sportsmanship and learn from it. 
I think you see it a little bit in basketball. There's a lot, especially before the game, a lot of these guys seem like they're friends and they... Yeah, I think in basketball, they kind of get in a circle after the game and say a prayer. Baseball, they just go crazy sometimes when they win, so they don't even... And you think some of the big moments are usually, like the playoffs and things like that, championships, they're series. They're not just one game and done. So I think a lot of times they want... I don't think they want any showboating or showing up of a team, so their team tends to just let them have their moment um, winning. I guess the one thing you could take from this question is why doesn't baseball ever do that it seems to be the only sport hockey always does the lineup and the handshake football players will always do the coaches and the quarterbacks and everybody in the middle of field basketball does some of it i don't know baseball though it's just you win you you celebrate on the field and the other team just hides in the dugout i mean is it somewhat awkward because there's gonna be one team that's either at bat and walk off and they they flood the field or the one team that's gonna win is out or out in the field there's only one guy standing out there that was at bat do it just make it awkward to bring them all out Uh, maybe I think maybe because it's just 162 and it's kind of just why waste that time of these guys call coming out and doing that. But I don't think it, I mean, yeah, I think these, these players do need to start realizing what they're doing and who's watching them. Cause there, there are times when these players need to show better sportsmanship. I guess what's weird is the, in the era that we are now, all sports, these guys are friends. They're not, they're no longer like the huge rivals where like, I won't even talk to you. Like it was from like the eighties and earlier, like they're all friends They they play. I mean, whether it be um, Olympic basketball or or summer league ball where they're all playing together or they work out together. um, They're all, they all know each other and they're friends. (laughs) You see the Lakers Rockets game. I saw something that like almost never happens is Chris Paul was getting in a fight with Brandon Ingram was it or or Ray John Rondo. And LeBron actually went to grab Chris Paul and hold him back. Yeah. You, you usually don't see guys on opposite teams, right. but no, they've, no. they're such good friends from playing in the Olympics. They had even talked about teaming up at one point, but it didn't work out. So, yeah, these guys all know each other. They probably keep in touch through. It's so easy to keep in touch social media. And right. Get, get a guy's cell phone number. Right. So, um, I don't know. Yeah. I think the players you need to show better sportsmanship. But So, I guess I brought another question for her maybe would be, how many kids are actually watching full games anymore? That's true. Are they getting their highlights from whatever social media, Twitter, Instagram, whatever clip, 30-second clip they can watch of the game and get us own summarization? I do not see very many kids sitting down and like paying attention to a whole sporting event. I don't know if I know any kids, friends of family, or anyone who like wants to sit down and watch a football game from beginning to end. Maybe we did that because we had to. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know. Pete and I's sons, we sit, like, like, they sit with us. Even my daughter will sit with me and we'll watch a game. I'm just wondering what, what age does that stop? Can they do it, though, with undivided attention? Like, how much of that time is spent, like, on an iPad? Oh, so, right. I mean, I think together, like, if we get them in a group, I mean, that's kind of what happens. They go off and play games, come back, watch a little bit of it. But It is completely different now. You can consume just, like, highlights. So easy. So we do have another question email that's this one's from kelly cozy she says you are fun to listen to very knowledgeable but i'd like to thank you yeah i know it's so nice nice. but i'd like to hear more about how wonderful your wives are they are pretty fantastic i will go out and say that she's saying maybe have them on the show talk about the struggle of being a spouse of the super fan just saying (laughs) i don't know if my wife would, would enjoy coming on this, first of all, it's awfully late when we get, we run these podcasts. 
my wife has been probably sleeping for three hours now, so I'm not yeah, sure she wants to stay up wife. and doing it. But in bed, it's probably after, around eight. It's after midnight. If anybody wants to peek behind the curtains, <laughs> <laughs> but they do, but they they do support us. I mean, my wife's a big big supporter and fan of us, and gives us really good information, insight on things to work on. So I, I mean, appreciate that. Both your wives give some constructive criticism, which we we're asking for, especially when we first started this and did some some test runs. Yeah. But if there is a clamoring, if if our uh, if our loyal fans would love to hear them talk about what it's like to be married to not only a huge fan but a super fan specifically, we can and one that does one does a podcast at midnight or later. We can certainly have a special episode. Let's <laughs> have them do it. It's probably a sure. lot of uh, Sundays home alone or everyone's at your house. Take your pick. Yeah, we do appreciate our wives though letting us do this. So right. Though I would be a little bit hesitant because I think people would enjoy them more than us. That's you know, true. We don't hey, want, they got yeah, a spin-off no. podcast. Yeah. yeah. But thanks for thanks for reaching out. And uh, our final question is uh, Chris from Ireland writing in again. Back again. Oh, man. Big fan. Uh, he wants to know if there's any chance the Packers claim Bruce Irvin. Wow, that's a really good question. By the Raiders because the Raiders are just – they're going for f- number one pick apparently. So they need more number one picks, huh? They want number, one, number overall. one overall. They, they want, want number, number one overall. overall. I think they now. really just want to clean house from Reggie McKenzie and pretty much obliterate any touch that he had on that franchise. Because the Packers desperately need edge rush help. So I'm wondering I'm wondering if it's different now. All right, so I'll, I'll, I'll ask this question to you guys. Do you think the Packers – would want to reach out before they lost to the Patriots more than they do now. Definitely. I think it's almost getting to a point with the Packers. We'll get into it where you have to start thinking about just next year. Our own dump off and hopefully yeah, rebuild for next year. Yeah, definitely. I don't know if he's really worth it on this team. We're not really – I think we all can see where this road's going, which is unfortunate, but – seeing how they kind of competed the last two weeks, but I just don't see the purpose in bringing in somebody for what. So, yeah, I think Andy nailed it, that the uh, chances of claiming him changed a lot today, yeah. just over the last few hours. As a, yeah, it's funny how 24 hours is a complete turnaround on, on right. what our approach potentially would be. I mean, I was excited to potentially, when I, when I saw that he was available and the Raiders waved him, I immediately, I think, messaged our super fan group and talked about, hey, yeah. is this something we pursue? I think everybody was pretty excited. I think that excitement changed a little bit after we we fell to the Patriots. Right. And last but not least, I think I want to give a quick shout out. Um, we had friends that produce an and still podcast. Um, they're called the Pos- the Posse. Um, very funny. These guys are hilarious. And what does and still refer to? They're a big UFC podcast. They they sprinkle in a lot of different stories, but their focus is they're big UFC fans, um, lifelong friends just like us that. Just want to start a podcast and talk about things that they enjoy. Um, I get a, I get really excited to listen to it. They they do a really good job. It's very entertaining. Um, we know them personally. Um, listen to us first, yeah, and then go to them. Yeah, yeah so you can find them on iTunes, just like you can find us, and then all the yeah. other platforms. They they called it and still. And if you watch this past UFC event, Daniel Cormier and still UFC heavyweight champion because he absolutely dominated the fight. It was. Not even close. So it's Razzle Dazzle's favorite favorite fighter. Yeah, so I'm curious. To, I'm a big fan of him, too. I'm curious to hear what they say uh, after that event. Got to be yeah. impressed with Lewis, though, how he fought. He took a back-to-back. Back-to-back pay-per-views. That never happens. Right. <laughs> he, fought no. a, he did it. Four weeks rest. But it, I have to say, their last episode was pretty fantastic. 
Posse sings an adult cover of Hello to try to get Ben Askren on their podcast. So if at the very least, hang on to the end of their latest pod, uh, podcast drop and uh, hear that cover. It's pretty hilarious. So shout out to them. And uh, I appreciate their support. So let's talk a little bit of Packers, gentlemen. So we just watched the Packers lose to the Patriots. 31-17. You know what? I'm really excited. I'm really excited that our team used their extra roster spot after Ty Montgomery left to sign a backup punter. He looked good tonight. Yeah. Right? So he was out there, right? This is what happened is uh, we signed another punter. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We made him inactive. Right. And oh. then we said, your move, Belichick. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That is our chess match game. So was that our move for replacing uh, Montgomery? That has to be a salt in the open wound. Not only do you get shift for shift off for a 2020 seventh round draft pick, we leave your roster spot open and then decide to get a backup punter, not to activate him, and then go into a game with no backup help for linebackers or safeties because Lord knows we don't need those. Yeah, and it turned into an injury fest. So, good man, thing. I, I was feeling so good about that game early, though. They kind of were looking pretty good. That defense was looking decent. I mean, other than that first drive was just a the first a drive. Mess, the but. Patriots were going so fast with their hurry up. The Packers weren't even set a couple times when they snapped the ball, and it felt like it was going to be a long night. But the defense settled in. After that, I thought the defense played pretty well in the first half. Yeah, they had some goal. They had the goal line stand, which was pretty awesome. Uh, Williams had that awesome tackle on. Yeah, it was fantastic. On Cordell, right? Yeah. So, or yeah, coming out of nowhere across the field to take him out before he got to the goal line—that was good. So, offensively, though, uh, the biggest thing I had a problem with again is the play calling. I guess I just don't understand our offense. I, it has no identity. We don't have a go-to like we're the you know running slant team. We're the quick pass. I don't know what we are. And the thing that just had me losing my mind was the Packers were down at the goal line. They had a penalty to back them up a little bit. On second and goal, they take a shot to the end zone, incomplete. Third and goal from like the fifteen. Wide receiver screen for like two yards. What kind of play calling is a wide receiver screen on third and goal from the 15? You're you're basically just giving up a chance at a touchdown. Like, what are you doing, going for two yards? That that makes me wonder, like, what is going through McCarthy's mind? I feel like he's just clueless right. sometimes. And we don't have a Tyreek Hill. Like, that screen pass yeah. to, to, the, to the league's fastest guy. I mean, okay, I can give you a, maybe take that shot. But we don't have that guy. It just didn't, I, I agree with you. I, I don't know what was going on there. And I don't know. I guess I'm just at a point. It's pretty fresh, and I feel like I'm just completely frustrated with this team. I think I think every week, though, I I grow more and more frustrated with Rodgers. I mean, it. I don't think it all goes down on play calling because I think Rodgers just doesn't like to get rid of the ball. He doesn't like to have that short dump off when you need four yards. He's like throwing 15 yards downfield and missing guys. It's that's true. You can find times where somebody's open underneath for like a five yard gain and he just ignores them because right. he's looking downfield and he's he's trusting his legs. He thinks if I roll out of the pocket, I can like hit a guy downfield, I can run with it, I'm not gonna take just the five but yard it, gain. It but. just amazes me how you have this team with 
this offensive line, it's just a mess right now. Bell is just a revolving door. Right. Like, the guy cannot block anybody right now. And then Bulaga goes down. Bulaga right. gets his yearly and injury. And now you don't do any kind of – you don't just pound the ball with Jones. You you have Williams in there at times. I don't, I don't get it. Just pound the ball with Jones and just do some dump-offs and screens and figure it out to get the pressure off of Aaron. Yeah, like it just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, unfortunate turnover timing-wise as we're starting to come back a little bit. That was just bad timing. I, I don't know if it's a trust thing with him, if he doesn't fully trust that Jones can pick up the blitz, so he feels like he's got to make the play. Um, I think he only trusts um, Adams as his only good go-to receiver, and Jimmy Graham, I think he has a little bit of trust in him, but I, I don't think those young guys he has full faith in yet. I think uh, Valdez Scanling, I think, is coming on. But, yeah. I mean, you saw Equiminius. I think he dropped a couple key balls, and I, I don't think that helps at all. So I think he'll say – I'm going to do whatever I can to give myself an extra five seconds or three seconds or two seconds to give like Devontae a chance to get open or Jimmy Graham to come over the flat or even Randall Cobb now that he's back. I don't know if he's just if, – and if that's the case, then he's pressing too hard. I'm not sure. Yeah, because Jimmy Graham actually probably had his best game. He was throwing to Graham downfield, but it seemed to be he was looking for that a lot. He was not looking for anything underneath. And I don't know, maybe we don't run enough – underneath routes where guys can like catch and run the ball or you just feel like it's too much dink and dunk if if we're calling those kind of plays the the short routes i don't know why aaron ignores him so much but he does i'd love to see him just give a playback of like the bears game when he got his knee hurt and he came back in the second half i'd like to show him that offense that would basically march down the field repeatedly on the bears team and actually gave us the win yeah why can't we replicate some of that especially if that's what the defense is going to give you so more like what pete's kind of saying like I agree with you. It's just interesting. I, don't, I would like to know what he's thinking or what the kind of the game plan was going into it. Yeah, I think what's really, what's really, really disappointing to me is Gronk's out, Sony Michelle's out. They're missing some offensive linemen, I believe, and some defensive players. And the Patriots still killed you. They romped you. Let's admit it. They beat us. They killed us. And they're missing all those key players. Granted, they still have a lot of guys, but still. And we and we got like Breland got ejected on a questionable call. Like that was interesting. Whitehead, Whitehead. Whitehead. Yeah. You're right, Whitehead. Yeah, for for slapping. For slapping. (laughs) It wasn't even a fist. Like number one, why is he why are you punching a helmet anyway? I know. It never it never makes sense. But but yeah, they lost a lot of players in that team. And Martinez got hurt for a little bit and he had to go in the locker room and get checked out. And then you could tell once he came back, like he was just there for spirit. Like I I know it's a couple of times they were trying to push back on a on a pile. And he was just not going to get that foot rolled up on. He was just hopping on to get that out. So yeah. I'm not sure why. His closing bring... speed on Gordon was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, when Tremont missed Tremont. the tackle, oh, Blake had to catch him. And you got to admit, Tremont, it's like Tremont, one foot. Tremont looked pretty good, I think. He was he was there when he had to be he there. He made a couple, made plays, a couple big but plays. He did whiff on that tackle whiff. on. I guess that's the kind of the big difference. You need that safety to make that tackle. That's like your job comparatively to cornerbacks. Your cornerback, you can slow them down, and if you miss that tackle, you have a safety over the top. Like you don't have that help as a safety. It, but I think that'll come. Yeah, and it hurts that you know the game that they're the first game without Haha Clinton Dix figuring things out. You get Blake Martinez hurt. Uh, King left the game with a hamstring injury. Right. Bryce had a knee injury. So it was just it was a lot of injuries, especially in the defense. Walking the dead back there, which was incredible. Like the, the play that Bryce actually left on, like he did a fantastic job of leaping over, um, like Josh Gordon on that play, just to not avoid that that late hit penalty, and then just ended up hyperextending his knee. It looked like so. Hopefully he's okay. And um, then we'll find out. Yeah, we were hanging around in that game, and then of course two big 
mistakes. Like we're saying, good teams don't shoot themselves in the foot much. The the Jones fumble and Robert Tanyan roughing the kicker. Oh, my God. That's Jones' first uh, fumble of his career, I believe. Yeah. That one I wasn't right. as mad about. Tanyan, I can't wait to ship him to Baltimore tomorrow. <laughs> 2025, 7th so why, why, why do we have, like, five tight ends? We don't even use Lewis. It's Does, is, was Lewis active? I think he was active. Does the guy even yeah, see the field? I think he had, did, he had one catch. I think count. he had. Did he have a catch? I want to check the. Bo- I'll check the box score. Check the box I, score on that. I think he did manage to catch a ball, which is like a rare. Sighting. Oh yeah, he did one for five. Yeah, one for five. Oh, one target. Yeah, yeah Mercedes. Yeah, he, got, Lewis. he got that one catch in the corner. Okay, I missed that one. Anyway, but it is like I don't know. Maybe we we took fullbacks away from McCarthy, so is he just uh, <sighs> he needs all the tight ends now to line up. I don't know. Lock in the backfield. So, guys, you got any positives about this game? Uh, Valdez Scanton, yeah. I think, is really. That's probably like, my one thing. Wait, he's starting to look like, I, I think, uh, our starting wide receiver next year. Yeah, right. even though Jones had the fumble, he still averaged 5.4 per carry, 14 carries, 76 yards. Not, yeah, I can't get I mean, we're, that. we're all just waiting for him to bust out for like a 150. Yeah. I mean, one of these games, he's going to... If he gets enough carries, because there are times where he hits the hole so quick. Yeah. Like, no one's even there to touch him. And that's why he breaks off those 10-yard rounds. I mean, the the future kind of looks bright for for our young guys for what what Goot has done. Drafting this year, I think he's he's done a great job with, with, with the receivers and stuff. So, we'll... And even Jair Alexander. Yeah. And I think the future is looking a little better as, as he kind of cleans house. Even Josh, Josh Jackson had a good play over the top. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, the young guys look good. So I think the left side of the line had a good day. Just uh, be ready to you know get a good look at those guys as the season goes on and have them play more and probably lose most of the rest of our games. So next week we get the Dolphins, right? Yes, at home. Dolphins at home. Dolphins are 5-4, and four, actually. They win today. I think yeah, so. Yeah, they beat the Jets. Well, that was interesting. I mean, Osweiler was back in today. Quarterback? Yeah. yeah. Man, I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be a tough one. CBS. I hate CBS. Yuck. Ugh. <laughs> I think we can handle the Dolphins. I, I would I hope so. I don't know. At this point, yeah. is Blake Martinez playing? I don't know. We got Morrison then. Morrison's probably going to start over him. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure. That, Depends that what that secondary. We'll see. I guess King going to be back. Like, King got hurt? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, I was probably yelling about Pinchy or something. Yeah, the whole secondary. <laughs> you were yelling about Pinchy. You guys were trying to make me touch that trophy. Yeah. So, yeah, so what is the expectations going forward for this team? I mean, I expect a, a good amount of losing. We still yeah. play at Seattle, at Minnesota. We play the Falcons at home. We play at Chicago. Falcons mm-hmm. are kind of turning it around too, right? Yeah, they had a big. They won in Washington. I mean, those all look like tough Falcons games. will be a shootout, if anything. Those all look like tough games, though. You lose in Seattle. They haven't won on the road, right? No, they have not won on the road. They actually are on a six-game losing streak on the road, which is the longest losing streak since the 1990-91 season for road games. So, 
Yeah, some tough times. I mean, we also have games against the Cardinals, Jets, and Lions mixed in there, so it's not like we're going to lose out or anything, but this might be I, like I don't, a... I don't feel confident against any team at this point. Yeah. I, think, I think any team could easily walk in and beat us, and any team we could walk in and, and eat got to win. Yeah, I kind of feel like this is a 6-9-1 and one season. Yeah, so I, I kind of feel bad for our shout-out to our group that's going to Seattle. I have a group of guys that are going to go out there and, and watch luck. that game, so have fun with that trip. Enjoy the city. Go Go around and see some... See some fun sights of uh, Seattle. I'll let that be the highlight yeah. of the trip, yeah. not the game. So the game itself is optional. Side note: uh, before we move on to Bucks, uh, it looks like the the Packers had a plane ready for J.K. Scott, so that was kind of cool. Like they had a plane ready for him to get to the game, and that's how that's why he played. Great. I'm, okay. gl- I'm glad we wasted a roster spot on a backup yeah. punter for that. Because I guess they were going to let him try to be with his wife, who is pregnant. I do yep. appreciate that. I mean, that was nice to see, but yeah. Moving on to Bucks. Well, moving on, yeah, to the good Wisconsin team. They finally got their loss. Well, that's okay, uh, the, right? Yep. Yeah. There. You can't win them all. The odds of winning going 82-0 and are pretty, pretty steep, so I think we knew this was coming. Um, played a good game against the, the Celtics. I can take 81-1. and one. That's all right. <laughs> and, I hope it's 81-1. and one. And they, only, they lost by four to the Celtics. In a game in which the Celtics hit a franchise record, three pointers. So, yeah, 20, even, 24 of 55. It's going to be hard to, to see a team shoot like that again. Yeah, they're not going to do that every game. And Boston did do a good job of shutting down Milwaukee's three point shooting. And you know, Boston's been the best defensive team in the league going into uh, or just after that game. They're the only team in the league allowing under 100 points a game. Yeah, so. I think it was uh, the first game we shot on, well, we shot thirty threes, but maybe under thirty three pointers. We were nine for twenty nine, thirty one percent from three point land. Uh, Middleton was three for ten. He's been pretty spot on, so he wasn't hitting. But they were down fifteen, I believe, in the third quarter. Yeah, the, Kyrie kind of took over that game. It looked like it was going to get out of hand, but yeah. then Giannis kind of came they back. They had a twelve zero run, and all of a sudden it was a game again. Bledsoe, yeah, Bledsoe looked lost against Kyrie. Oh man, yeah, Bledsoe. He had last, one of those games. Last season, you know, he's getting into it with Terry Rozier and then getting torched by him in the playoff series. <laughs> and uh, if Terry Rozier is going to torch you, Kyrie Irving is going to torch oh, you. Yeah, Kyrie was He ran circles around him. Kyrie was too – he was just lighting it up from three. I like, think the one thing that bothered me in that game was their, their two-man game, which I think is something we saw in the playoffs, where they had the pick up top and then Lopez, he was dropping, he was dropping way low. I don't know why. But he was dropping way too low, and he couldn't get back up to get Horford, and Horford hit I, a couple threes. I think that's kind of even Coach Bud's philosophy is, is at all costs, I'm going to protect the rim. Like That's the most important thing, and I think that kind of burned us a little bit. I, I don't think you're going to see many big men like Horford where he can execute that pick and roll, sit out there, where you have to also respect the three-point shot. He did a really good job shooting the three against us, but then also did that good pump fake and ball handling where now you have to respect that collapse and on the hole, and that leaves their three-point shooters wide open. I think that's where Kyrie got a lot of opportunities there too. Yeah, it's definitely definitely a learning curve with Brooke, though, because he I think he played maybe his lowest minutes in the game and uh, at 23, and he just didn't seem like he could match up with Horford. So we'll see how they go they go ahead because what what Henson's right. kind of been doing at the three-point land, and he's been solid defensively. You know, it, it, Henson, athletic keeps, centers, right. he might just he throw Henson me in wrong. There. I he, said, oh, yeah. I said he's the only guy who can't shoot threes, <laughs> and every time I think his three-point percentage is going to get ugly. He has some game where he goes like two of three. <laughs> right. I think he's at 40% on the season. Yeah, he's but. six for 15, 40%, and he's shot a three in every game but one. 
And the Celtics, what's interesting about them is they remind me, you know, a little bit of the Bucks in ways where they're big men. Like you said, the Horford was a problem shooting threes. Also, Marcus Morris hit five threes in that game. So it was like they were sending Horford and Morris away from the basket. So not just Kyrie, but they were one of those teams where yeah. everyone on their roster can space the floor and shoot threes. Well, they shot 55. Yeah. So, yeah. so everyone better I mean, be that's shooting. crazy. But yeah, they were just hitting. They were so they were running so hot that game, but. It was it was even scary to see like Hayward start to look. Every game he seems to be coming closer and closer back to form when he went play with Utah before yeah. that ankle injury last last year. That was gruesome. But and even though the Bucks seven game winning streak ended, here's a little stat: Jason Kidd in six season or in four seasons, sorry, with the Bucks, six games was his longest winning streak. Coach Bud broke that his seven first games. seven games with the team, crushed it. Maybe he'll have a chance in uh, L.A. Upgraded our coach for <laughs> sure. Yeah, Jason Kidd might be the next Lakers coach. They're good, looking pretty bad. Good luck, Lakers fans. So even, so even coming out of that Celtics game, I felt pretty optimistic. Some of the quick takeaways that I had from it were they had 62 points in the paint, and that was a season high that we had. So, I mean, we continue to show strength down low, um, spacing the floor and, and really pounding, pounding the inside. And another thing I liked is it continues to show a team that's willing to battle. Like even when we're down 15, 20 points like the team doesn't give up they're still pushing hard in it in a blink of an eye they're back in the game and I think that was it's really fun to watch as a fan I think it's going to be good going forward I think that puts us in a really good spot um for the playoffs and that and that push going to the postseason yeah the offense has been so good that they've had these moments where they just go on these big runs and they can get right back into any game I, I think that's what surprised me the most about this Bucks team is I just I still just can't get over how good the offense has been. Yeah, talking about good offense, you know, you look at what they did on Sunday, winning 144 to 109 against Sacramento, who came in winning five in a row. So, I mean, they shot shot, uh, 14 for 36 from three. I think that's something we can mention almost every podcast is how many threes they're shooting. And the bench played well. Oh, I'm sorry. That was the Kings line. I'm sorry. We actually shot a – I wanted to say we actually shot a franchise record 22 we made. A franchise record, 22. 22 for 56. Sorry about that. Against the Kings, uh, eight players in doubled figures. And big stat, 30 out of 33 at the free throw line. Like, really definitely making, right. making those Yeah, because you looked count. at what they did against the Celtics, and Bledsoe was six for nine, I believe. He missed and, that couple you know, down the line. Do you know who missed all three of the free throws today? Giannis. Giannis. That guy's not very good. Caught him. Everyone else perfect on free <laughs> not throws. Not very good. He had a couple of big triple dunks. double, triple double, fifteen triple double whatever. Assists, but he missed three free throws, and no one else missed a free throw. So I, I don't say start Ilyasova. <laughs> so what do you guys feel? So I, I'm pretty excited to finally have a coach. I mean, it's night and day difference, but finally have a coach and Coach Bud that he, you can visually see what's happening. He did it in the Celtics game. Well, we may say it was a little bit too late, but they made adjustments, um, and it just showed like they're. First of all, it's two excellent coaches that were playing like basically chess back and forth, like him and Stevens in in Boston, but. Who else? Like, when was the last time we had a coach like that that actually understood the game as much as like Bud does? I mean, how far do you have to go back before you? I mean, I, George Carl, I maybe, guess. maybe. maybe um, I know the Bucks haven't won a playoff series since two thousand one. So the two thousand one playoffs. So, yeah, against I mean, us, we they had the the conference finals, right? That, yeah, that year. That's the last time they won a playoff series. So I mean, you definitely George Carl or. I mean, I, I mean, even if they weren't as successful, but I don't remember having a, a coach that truly understood and could s- scheme basketball as well as Bud's been doing. I mean, George Carl, I think, is as crazy as he made made you feel sometimes. Yeah, 
but it's it's night and day difference it's it's amazing how it's nearly the same team i mean you have a couple different guys but it's nearly the same team and they're all just kind of taking their role and doing it Where, where last year you felt like what are they doing you didn't understand their offense it was like give the ball to Giannis all the time and don't shoot and now it's like, hey, you're open, you're shooting, and you I'm, see it. Right. I remember the great. talking point a lot was we got to find shooters to put around Giannis, and it turns out we had more shooters than we realized. We just weren't using them right, and we weren't spacing the floor and getting them kickouts. And they showed a chart today of Giannis's assists, and it was basically all three point shots. Like right. he's there's he, one one in the paint, one right. in the paint, but otherwise he's driving and kicking it out to an open guy who's knocking down threes, and that's really been what's making our offense so much better because I'm blown away. This is such a pleasant surprise to be like a top team in the East. We have a legit MVP. It's exciting times for the Bucks. Yeah, so what, we got a couple games coming up that may be kind of tough for this team. So yes. got a West Coast trip, road trip coming. So I guess maybe we'll see because everybody's kind of thinking this Bucks team hasn't been tested. Maybe the only test they had was against Boston, Sands-Brown. But so they have a West Coast trip coming. After that, they'll have home cooking for six games, and then um, we'll see what happens. But they play against Portland, Golden State, the Clippers, the Nuggets, and the Grizzlies, which is pretty – it's a hell of a schedule to go through. Yeah, Portland, Golden State, and Denver have all been off to really good starts, and, I mean, everyone's going to be excited about that matchup against the Warriors. That'll be a real – good barometer of exactly how good the bucks are oh definitely that's on tnt too we have a shack and all those guys talking i love watching i don't know why i like those guys but i love them a lot yeah is it entertaining yeah they're entertaining and it'll be interesting always to see how much praise they heap upon Giannis. we finally have like a superstar guy we can all get behind i think the toughest toughest two games for them on in that stretch would be against the clippers and then going to the nuggets because they play a back-to-back so they go from West Coast time to Mountain time, and it's a two thirty game, and then it's a night game. So the altitude mu- of Denver, altitude, altitude of Denver. Denver. It, you might almost think like that Denver game; they might lose that game, or they rest guys against the Clippers or something. So you might see a loss here and there. But if they come out of this ten and ten and three or something like that, so we'll we'll see how that'd be pretty solid if they do that. Do only only take two losses or Denver and Golden State both five and zero at home. Yeah. So tough game. It's going to be fun games. I mean, at Golden yeah. State, that game is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. If they hit their shots. What I find quite interesting is right now, they, they do, a, Bud is purely a, a man to man coach. Um, You can see even on the pick and rolls, like they don't do switching at all. They they just expect that guy to recover. I'm interested to see what they do in Golden State. Do they, like, is that something we can even afford to do with the way they shoot the ball? Like all five on the court can shoot. Is that something you can even manage? Like, are you going to have to help out and see if they switch? That would be interesting to watch for their like, – do they do they switch up their defensive scheme a little bit to tailor themselves to Golden State? As long as Jabari Parker's not on Clay Thompson, I'm good. <laughs> I think you're good there. Are you yeah. trying to say Jabari does not play good defense? I think he admits that. All right, oh. so, so who's better at defense, Jabari or Bledsoe? <laughs> uh, I think a- Bledsoe – I actually, wasn't Bledsoe known as a defensive player when the Clippers? He did not look like it in Boston. That was a long time ago. So. Yeah, yeah. He he's losing a step. He did stand out as being the weak link on the floor a lot of times on defense. Yeah, that, definitely. That you would worry about, you know, him guarding Kyrie or no. But a hundred percent, it's Parker. I think. 
I agree with you. I'm glad we don't have him. Parker's motto on defense is I just wait around until we're back on as offense. As long as I score more points, Will. Yeah. So you, a lot of nights you're not scoring more let points me know than when, anybody. Let me know when you guys get the ball back, and then I'll jog up court. Right. <laughs> Couldn't happen to a better franchise to get, like, the Bulls get Jabari. Oh, yeah. He's coming home. Just where he wanted to be. <laughs> yes, exactly. The sixth man for the Bulls. Sixth man. $20 million. Sixth six man, man for the Bulls. Hey, $20 million. Oh, my God. Great game. Portis is playing <laughs> over him, right? Yeah. Didn't Bill Simmons like call? Wouldn't you tell us like earlier today, like Bill Simmons said in the podcast, before the season started, if a team's going to drop 70, it's going to be in Chicago? Yeah, if a player if a player goes for 70 this year, he almost guarantees it happens against the Bulls because they're trotting out one of the worst defensive lineups well, Clay, ever. Clay got what, 52 and a and half? It, yeah, yeah, it yeah, almost yeah, happened. Yeah, it took, not and a half. It took six three. games, and Clay Thompson almost did it. Who Man, that game was crazy. If anybody doesn't know the game we're referring to, just look back to the Bulls Warriors. They the the Warriors scored ninety two on them in the in a half. Yeah, yeah that was not. <laughs> that good. was pretty uh, deadly. Clay had the record for threes, I believe. Who would have ever guessed that Laurie Markinen and Jabari Parker would have trouble protecting the basket? So, <laughs> good luck with that. Oh man. Oh. Well, we gotta gotta love our Bucks. I'm, I'm loving what's going on. I love I love yeah, Coach exciting. Bud. Giannis is looking like an MVP. Middleton's looking like an all-star shooting the lights out. I yeah. mean, the guy shoots from anywhere. It's, I, I don't mind him taking any shots. No. I, so Let it fly. Let from it any, fly, baby. Anywhere. Love it. Love it. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited. Like, thank you, thank you, Milwaukee Bucks, for being extremely relevant, and if not anything more than exciting, to take the leverage off a terrible, gloomy Packers season. Yeah, it's not too often the roles are reversed like this. Yeah, mm-hmm. Brewers, first Brewers, and now now Bucks are helping us out. So, yeah, leave finally Milwaukee. Something good to talk about yeah. still. <laughs> well, Wisconsin football Packers, kind of on the downswing. So, we got stuff to be excited about. Right. Yeah, like tomorrow night when you win your pinchy bowl. Well, yeah, that's no. not gonna happen. Oh yeah. no, it's over. You no, already won. You got Congratulations, it, Pete. Congratulations. Congratulations. Ooh. You ended the five-year drought. This is a series really of hate you guys. series <laughs> of streaks. You're probably gonna have the trophy you guys for so ten much. years. I'm so bad at fantasy football. I always just just sabotage my own team. I've done it like all year. I've 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 hurt my team all year. I've dropped guys at, that have scored and would have I would have had wins. And you guys just win championship after championship, and well, I I can't take it. I'll anymore. be studying hard to win it back in 2020. I think I've quit the league about 20 times. Yeah. I've called collusion. All hey, the time. I, I think this year, I think you stayed in the longest before you really like wanted I, to know. I think I made it to to the, the second quarter of week one. That's yeah, pretty good. That's pretty yeah, good. That's pretty good. Bad. Yeah, we get a we get a text message from Pete week one that he's quitting the league. Yeah, he's I jump out of chat. I done in, chat Yeah, done with fantasy football. We look so. who's like the next man up and you're like, get him in here. He's got a spot. <laughs> <laughs> but now winning this pinchy ball has to get you This is it. Gotta get you fired up. Excited this again. is it. If I don't win this pinchy ball... I you did know. win it, so I, congrats. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I'm not touching no that thing. It's going to sit right there. Not even God himself can I'm going to get some you. rubber gloves and just throw it out the window. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm struggling this year in fantasy, man. I, I think this is the first year in our 14-man league that I, I don't, I'm in serious trouble, or at least in danger of not making the playoffs. I'm doing, I'm, doing, I'm doing good in our dynasty Aww. league that Pete and I are in, and also Matt from the Anstil podcast. But not to the 14 man league. I'm struggling there. That's so sad. I know. I'm, feel, I feel bad, bad for bad me. For you. Yeah. Welcome to my world. Yeah, I guess I gotta let somebody else win a championship once in a while. We have fun at the bottom. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> right. 
I always got a couple things I, I need some help from the audience. So keep the keep the comments coming into our mailbag. So it's questionable to return.com slash mailbag. It's a good place to go reach out. Uh, there's a couple uh, of things we're going to want to segments in the future we want to talk about. We need your help. Um, if you guys could reach out to us and give us some input on who do you think are the worst players in Wisconsin history? So the Wisconsin players that you think are viewed outside of Wisconsin as, as dirty or nasty players. And the like flip side of that, what players do you feel are, are terrible for Wisconsin fans? So like Jared Allen would be a good example. Chris Holvan. Like Chris Holvan. So we want to we want to publish <laughs> or, or talk about the top ten we'll in a little a bit of detail. Basically, um, guys we only defend because they're on our teams, or we'd hate them. Right. That kind of yeah. guys who have mooned the crowd, something like that. So, what's a good example from Wisconsin? So, give me one example from people who are from Wisconsin that are outside viewed as a as a dirty rotten player. Maybe one that can throw out. I don't know. We're all pretty good. Uh, probably Ryan Braun. Yeah, that's a good call. With after the steroids yeah. thing, he's probably. He's probably the Wisconsin the athlete that's that kind of a who's been most booed yeah. lately. That one, I, I think, personality-wise, Jermichael Finley, I think, was kind of an a-hole on the field. Yeah. Just yeah. YOLO <laughs> stuff. Uh, yeah, I think anyone who maybe gets a little too like, cocky with the celebrations. and oh, Yeah, I'll have to give that some more thought before. Yeah, so uh, I, I guess we want some input from the fans to kind of see what you guys think about. So it would be good, kind of a fun, fun topic to talk about. So if you guys have any ideas. Please reach out to us again from the mailbag. Ooh, what? I got one. Sherman Douglas? <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> Kostas Kufus? Are you going old school Bucks? Bogdanovich. Moses, oh, Mo- that Moses Mo- Mo- I'm not even naming Wisconsin players. Van Askin? I am sleepless. Van Askin. Who? Who? Van Askin? <laughs> <laughs> I need to get some sleep. Yeah, we'll let you guys go. So social media, Facebook.com, questionable to return, Twitter, Q to return. You can reach me on Twitter at Andy9, the number, M-A-N. And Mike, how are you? You can find me at Mike R Daily on Twitter, Daily, D-A-L-E-Y. Repeat. P Cozy Jr. P-K-O-Z-Y-J-R. Alright, sounds good. That's Keep my the- tweeter. <laughs> reach us and follow us there. Always keep the questions coming. If you like us, give us a five-star review on your favorite platform for podcasts. If you don't like us, find another podcast to give that negative review to. And keep sharing with your friends. So find one friend you can recommend the podcast to. And we appreciate the support. So for us at uh, QTR, we're out. Goodbye, everyone. We are questionable to return.